When were the... What schools... Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop? What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions... About Chicago, the region, and its people. Hi, it's Logan Jaffe, multimedia producer at Curious City. And I know you're listening to us on the radio or on a podcast... But I'll have you know that is not the only way we answer questions. We've done comic books, pocket guides, songs, and now we've done Curious City, the live show. Yep, we answered a couple questions from you in front of a live audience at Lincoln Hall a couple weeks back. And today, we're going to play one of those answers because, what the heck, it's springtime, right? The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the camel's pooping. And as Kelly Klink was reflecting on life's natural processes two summers ago, she asked us for a bit of help completing one cycle in particular. My question was, what happens to all the animal poop at the Lincoln Park Zoo? Now, Kelly knows animal waste doesn't have to be wasted. There's potentially useful stuff in there. She wondered if maybe the Lincoln Park Zoo composts all or parts of its animal waste into fertilizer. But Dave Bernier, the zoo's general curator, brings up a fair point. If you've ever smelled composting feces, it probably can't be awesome. We have a hard time getting people to, to like the smell of our aardvark. I can't imagine what you know they'd like with this feces you know, brewing somewhere. So none of it is composted. It's sent off to a landfill. Well, most of it. Some of the animal waste ends up in the lab of scientist Rachel Santemeyer, who studies Zubu for a living. So without further ado, here's my live discussion with our questioner Kelly Klink and Rachel Santemeyer. And you are a scientist, and uh, that would be an endocrinologist, right? That's correct, yes. What is that? Yes, so it just means that I study the hormones that animals have. And these are little chemical messengers in their body that help regulate anything from digestion to reproduction. And I heard a little bird might have told me that you might have a nickname. That's right. So this is, my parents are so proud of this, but... At the zoo, they call me Dr. Poop. We know that there are lots and lots and lots of animals at the zoo. So that's got to be a lot of poop. Can you give us any sort of scale for how much poop we're actually talking about here? Yes. We collect about 10,000 samples a year. And I've been at the zoo for nine and a half years. So that's a lot of poop. Because, you know, um, animals are just like us. They may not want their blood taken. So we can actually get hormones from feces. Wow. Most animals are going to poop every day, so I can learn about them from the inside out. So animals have certain behaviors, but they also may hide certain behaviors. So I look inside the animal. They can't lie to me. (laughs) I know exactly how they're reacting to whatever they're encountering, all from poop. And what kinds of things are you actually looking for, like when the poop is gathered mm-hmm. and it makes its way to your lab? Yeah, so we, a lot of the question is, is the animal pregnant? You know, they don't have pregnancy tests like they do for humans for most of our animals, so I can look inside to see if she's pregnant, right, all from poop. We also look at stress, and people think stress is a bad thing, but it's a natural response that we have and animals have. And so we can look at how things may be affecting them in a negative and positive way. How do you store all of that poop? I have to admit, I have a problem. <laughs> I can't seem to throw out any poop. 
So the animal care staff will pick up the, the, the poop. They put it in a little sealed bag, and they put it into one of my freezers. I shove it into little test tubes. I have 10 of those freezers. And instead of throwing away samples when we've published our results, I look at the tubes and say, wow, I can ask and answer another question with these poop samples. So I cannot throw them away. So, so you're, you're a bit of a poop hoarder. I am. <laughs> so, Kelly, if you remember when we were doing this story a couple summers ago, there was one animal in particular that was having a little bit of uh, poop trouble. Uh, we talked to the general curator at the zoo, whose name is Dave Bernier, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about that particular animal at the time. Recently, we had a camel that had a uh, loose stool, and normally they're well-formed and a pellet stool. Just think of chocolate-glazed from Dunkin' Donuts. The donut holes, right? It's exactly the same size as the donut holes. So this camel had a loose stool. And the reason why is because one of these camels was eating some of the, the vegetation, the foliage that was kind of growing around the exhibit area at the zoo. So what the zoo staff did is they trimmed back the foliage and everything went back to normal for the camels and their poo. But how are they doing, those yes. camels? Our camels are doing very well. In fact, we're hoping our male becomes sexually mature soon and we'll start breeding with our females, so then we'll maybe in the future have a baby camel. Ooh. So, Kelly, if you also remember, we asked Dave Vernier a curveball question, which is, which is the worst animal to clean up after? Special note on the hippos, they're the messiest of all animals because um, our hippos here our river, our river species are pygmy hippos, and so they advertise, they're also solitary, so they need to advertise their territory. They use it with feces, but instead of just dropping the feces, they use their tail like a propeller and they spray it all over the place. Hippo party. <laughs> Rachel, you mentioned something about a particular animal that you had studied in the past that has uh, an equally gross or smelly memory to you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So the species I was working on, I'm sure a lot of you have cats at home. You know that cat poo cats, is pretty yeah. stinky, right? So imagine a fishing cat that eats mostly fish. And then if you boil the feces, yes, you can clear out the fecal lab. Because no one wants to be around when you are working on fishing cat poop. Lesson learned. Um, can, we give, can we give these guys a round of applause? All right. Reporting for our story came from me, Logan Jaffe, with help from Jennifer Brandel. Thanks again to Kelly Klink, our questioner, who's moved out to the western suburbs. So, up next for her is figuring out what happens to the poo at the Brookfield Zoo. Thanks to Lincoln Hall for hosting our live event and to Joe Dassault for recording it. And you can see the hippo party for yourself at wbez.org slash Curious City. And while you're there, subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Curious City was founded by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, AIR, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Curious City on WBEZ is supported by New Belgium Brewing, which believes some of our best and most memorable times come from slowing down, taking it easy, and letting it all sink in. Enjoy a Slow Ride Session IPA at New Belgium's Slow Ride Sessions, opportunities crafted to give a reprieve from the hustle. 
New Belgium and Good Beer Hunting are partnering with Chicago's best artisans and makers to share their practices in intimate, hands-on sessions, giving folks a chance to check out from their day-to-day and enjoy learning something meaningful over a few beers. Learn more at newbelgium.com. Next time on Curious City. All the bad news about Chicago public schools can make you wonder, were they ever good? Historians think so. We've always had outstanding schools and CPS. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.